we are back and what a fight card for us to be back to i guess i don't know why i struggled so much to say that first and foremost make sure you like and subscribe make sure you go and buy some super rare stuff i'm wearing that evil ryu shirt look at that thing that thing's sick bro the design on this one is sick got the website in the back you know what we do here man um yeah i, I want to get straight into it we have a big fight card ufc 298 um it's actually pretty stacked um i know a lot of people are saying 299 is like crazy stack this one's stacked too uh, i think they're giving us some we're already starting the year off with some good fights and if you guys didn't know this fight is in anaheim and what's cool for that for people like me who live in california where there's never ufc fights they're always in vegas or somewhere else um they signed a deal that they will now be putting on three ufc fights a year for the next five years out in anaheim which is cool so i wanted to go to this one the tickets were crazy expensive low-key but i'm sure it's because we were you know looking last minute so i'm just gonna spend the 80 and watch at home because i buy all the fights i don't i don't illegal stream them if you're going to be all about supporting the fighters and wanting the fighters to get more money, even though the money I'm spending is just going still not to them, but at least some money, you know, it's, I feel like it should help at some point, you know, so whatever. I buy the fights, even the ones that aren't that good. Um, but yeah, uh, yesterday I went to the weigh-ins with the homie Marcos and it was cool to see there was a lot of people there. Um, it was cool, like I said, I, I like to do these morning of, you know, and it's reasoning-wise because I like to see everything. I like to see the face-offs. I like to see the press conference, the weigh-ins, all that type of stuff. And before I make my final uh, picks because, you know, I just so much can happen throughout the week. And, yeah, but it was cool to witness. There was, I mean, I think it's because they haven't had a fight out here for a long time that – it was crazy, man. The fans, there were so many people there. The fans went crazy. Um, it was loud. Honda Center got to get it together a little bit because, like, it took forever for us to get in there. We were kind of – we got there early to see the Max Holloway or the three UFC 300 Q&A. Max Holloway was there, Gaethje, Al Jermaine, and Jim Miller. They were all there. So we got there, like, almost an hour early to get there on time and – they took so long that we got to the press conference like halfway into it. So, Honda Center. Get it together a little bit. But that was cool to see them. I've never actually like got to meet or see Gaethje and Max in person. And it's crazy because um, everybody always talks about how big a featherweight Max was, right? Um, I this is the first time he's seen him in person and now I understand too. He looks like he's a big dude, bro. And when they faced off him and Justin Gaethje, I'm like, they look almost the same size. Like I know Max is hasn't fought already for, you know, a couple months and he this move to lightweight has already probably been a thing, so but I was genuinely surprised. Me and my homie were like, Damn, he's actually big, bro. Like they didn't realize how big he is. I think it kind of shows why he was so dominant at 45 for a long time because he's a big dude and his boxing is so good he's fast his cart you like all that so i'm like damn but that what i just said will lead into the other fights that we are going to talk about today but yeah why uh we'll just get into them 
I went to the face-offs. I went to the the press conference or the UFC 300 press conference and the face-offs uh, weigh-ins and got to see everybody. So it was a fun day. But we'll start off uh, with the first fight of the night on the main on the main card. The well, let's go over the prelims. There is a couple fights, right? Um, Andrea KGB Lee versus Miranda Maverick. That's a fun fight. Um, Andrea Lee's. I think she's even a fan of the shop. She has some of our stuff. I'm a fan of hers. I've always been a fan of her since she first came to the scene. No, no, but like, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this fight. It's a good fight. Miranda Rabbit Maverick is really good as well too. She's Miranda Rabbit's fought some. She fought like Macy Barber. She fought some good people. I actually thought she beat Macy Barber if I'm not mistaken. So, um, it's gonna be a fun fight. Um, that one's cool. Oban Elliott. He's like the new. He's He's like the new uh, Chael Son. I guess like growing up, he's a huge fan of Chael, Sha- Chael Sonnen. Sonnen's loving him too. A lot of that type of stuff. Shout out Val Woodburn. This is the guy that took the fight on short notice with Bo Nichols. So I'm happy that he gets to get a fight. Like all these fights, if you're not a hardcore fan, you might not know them. But I'm telling you right now, if you're watching this show and you're debating on getting into watching fights, this is a good fight card because every single one of these fights is a banger of a fight. This fight right here, Marcos de Rodrigo de Lima is fighting Junior Taffa. Just yesterday, he was supposed to be fighting Justin Taffa. And uh, Justin got injured. And because his brother's also a UFC heavyweight, newly into the UFC heavyweights, he was there and he was like, I'll, I'll weigh in, I'll fight him. So he literally stepped on like a day's notice to fight Marcos. So that should be a cool fight, bro. Dude, this Marcos guy, like... As you can see in this picture, he's, dude, he's, he's like, he's almost like me. <laughs> he's like on the stomach and stuff. He's kind of like chunky, but like his upper body, he is built, bro. I was like, damn. And he's huge. So I was like, holy cow. I mean, it explains why he has so many knockouts, man. But we also got Mackenzie Dern versus Amanda Lemos. Lemos. Um, that's going to, that, I'm a fan of Mackenzie Dern. Um, I was about to say this is going to be a fun fight, but this is either going to be two things. It's either going to be, it's either going to be a fun fight because Mackenzie's tough. She doesn't really just get like knocked out and finish. Um, or I think we might see the issue with Mackenzie Dern is her striking is just, I feel like she, it was just a little too far behind at some point where I think maybe she was jumping up in the rankings too fast just because of her name, you know, and who she was. That I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, her striking does look continue to look better every single fight. But yeah, I don't know, man. Amanda Lemos is good, bro. Really good striking, very powerful, very good takedown defense. Um, and the issue, if all Mackenzie Dern needs to do is learn how to create entries to get to grappling and maybe work like maybe have better like wrestling because obviously we know if it's jujitsu for jujitsu she's going to be every single girl in that division but it's about getting to the jujitsu and i think that's been her biggest issue and you know i feel like i don't know just i don't know i'm not even going to say what i was going to say but i just feel like if she can if she can get a coach where that can help her create those entries you know, I, she could be a problem, but this fight, honestly, it's a, it's a hard fight for her. You know, so I'm surprised that the odds are this close. Honestly, like I've I've figured out, Amanda Lemos, she is the the 
the favorite, but I figured she'd be a lot. I thought it'd be like negative 300. Not going to lie to you. So um, we'll see. Hopefully Mackenzie Dern can pull that out. I'm pulling for her. She's in Arizona. I'm from Arizona. She's from Arizona and always go. But I've been a fan of her for, for a while, so I hope she gets it. All right, first matchup on the main card. We got Anthony Hernandez versus Roman Kopilov. Kipilov, Kipilov. Uh, Roman is taking it on short notice, I believe. I think it's like two weeks or two weeks and some change. But I think almost every single fight he has is a finish. He's insane. Um, he's he's looking like the next prospect, right? But we got Anthony Fluffy Hernandez, bro. Like, I feel like he's been... I don't even know. I feel like it was cool because at the weigh-ins, he got a good reception when he came out. I felt like. I felt like people were... Like, he got a good cheer, like, compared to this other guy. So... Um, I, I'm a fan of Fluffy. I, I remember seeing him fight on the Contender Series, I believe. it's. I think that was when he first came to the UFC scene. That's how he got his contract. Um, I'm a fan of him, and I feel like he's the guy. He's he's just a tough, gritty dude. I feel like no one really talks about him that much for some reason. But he's ranked number 15. I think a fight like this over a guy that's a finisher like this, this will be good. I do feel like it's going to be a crazy first round. I feel like that first round's about to be crazy. I don't don't surprise me if I see if we see I don't I won't be surprised if we see both of them get rocked in this first round, to be straight with you. Um Anthony Hernandez though is kind of like he kind of beats people that they put up against him that you don't think that he's gonna beat, bro. And I just think he's a dog. He has good submission, he's good stri- uh, striking. I think Hernandez is gonna win this fight by decision, honestly. Next fight, this is a big one, man. Henry Sohudo versus Marab Devalishvili. I I believe they're both like I know Henry has some of our super rare stuff. I believe Marab was like in the New York. He was more in the New York store. I never met him in L.A. Um, I think they're you know they're cool with super rare. So shouts out both of them, man. This fight is um. This one's a hard one to pick because. I don't know. Like, it was crazy because we were at the weigh-ins. And when when Henry got Henry's always in shape, right? But when he got up on the scale and like he did his weigh in, I was like, he looks in shape for this one. But I don't know. I don't know if it. I don't know if he looks different or not from the last one. I don't know. But from this particular time, I remember when he was doing his way, I was like, he's he looks. He's obviously he's five four. He's a short dude, but he was jacked as hell, man. I was like, okay, for one thirty five, like he he really filled into that weight class. His training, you know, he was doing crazy training for this fight. Marab is a big dude, too. And the biggest thing in it, on this fight, I believe, is I think we've seen the thing with Aljo, how Aljo beat um, Henry, right? He was overpowering him. He actually out-wrestled him and stuff. I just, I don't think Marab is as big and as powerful, I would say, as Aljamain, but his pressure is insane. And I know, like... Henry Cejudo's an Olympian and stuff, but he's never been a, a guy to like that just applies like crazy amounts of pressure to like wilt people. That, I don't really ever believe that was his style, right? He just he had good wrestling, um, his striking started improving. He has power, but Marab is just that monster that just always goes forward and presses people, presses people, presses people. The thing for this one is though is like we've I remember if you remember the Ricky Simone fight like. Marab did that same style, but ended up getting caught in a submission, 
right? He got caught in a submission right at the end, and it was like a whole ordeal. I think he did technically lose that fight against Ricky, right? Because it was like the submission finish. Like, that pressure sometimes can lead into bad things. And I feel like, man, I was going for Marab for the long... I, I thought Marab was going to win this fight this whole time. And after the weigh-ins and just thinking about everything... Seeing how in shape Henry Cejudo is, I think we might see Henry Cejudo take this fight. And I don't know why, but I feel like we might see a finish from Henry Cejudo. I feel like Marab is going to use that style of pressure and constant going forward, and he's going to walk into something. Because um, Henry Cejudo is ready for the wrestling. Um, he looks strong, man, at 34. I feel like this at this fight at 35 he's he's just he's bigger and stronger than he's ever been at 35 and I don't know man I just I this fight is hard for me because I'm such a big fan of both but I this morning waking up talking about it that that was my that was my thought that was what I'm thinking right now is that I feel like that pressure that Marab goes just always forward, always going for the takedown. He's going to walk into something. Henry Cejudo's leg kicks are insane. I feel like he's going to use those to set something up. Marab's going to get a little slower because his legs are going to be chopped in. And he's going to walk into a big punch. I, I don't know why, but I think I, we're going to see Henry Cejudo do get the job done. We got next. Jeff Neal versus Ian Machado Gary. Um, it is funny because, like, the Ian Machado Gary, um, you know, he's he's literally trying to copy Connor. And I'm not saying it like in a bad way. Like I think he's almost kind of said that, right? He's like doing literally, he's literally trying to be a copycat of Connor <clears throat> in the promotion sense, right? And even in the fighting sense, he has been backing everything up. But it's always come off very cringe. Um <clears throat> I haven't necessarily been too much of a fan of him, right? But his fighting, he's really good. So I've never, uh, watching him fight, I'm like, yeah, well, he's good. Like, he's, he's just like the, everything else leading up to the fight is kind of just like, all right, bro. Like, the issue with these people, like, trying to copy Connor is like, we've seen it. We saw the real one, the authentic one. Like, you try to copy it too much, and then it just looks too fake, and that's why people don't like it, you know? So, other than that, man, I mean, he gets a lot of hate now. This is Sean Strickland stuff. and But, like, I'm, he's, I'm sure he's a good guy, right? Um, but here's the thing. Jeff Neal has been and still is, I feel like, the dark horse of this division. I feel like people sleep on him. And just people don't really know him, right? And I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Ian Machado gets... Gary is downplaying Jeff Neal, but I don't know. I think he might be. I just have a feeling that he is. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a, people can be confident. I, I, I think you need to be, right? But I just feel like he is kind of downplaying him a little bit. Um, even though he's saying he's not, I don't know. I'm just getting that feeling from him that he is, that, you know, he's just like, all right, I'm going to get this fight and go. But Jeff Neal, bro, I think the biggest fight that everybody needs to see. Yes, he got stopped. Third round, stand-up, like bulldog, almost rear naked choke. But he fought uh, uh, Shavkat and pushed Shavkat to the goddamn limit, okay? Shavkat actually was training partners with Ian Gary. So, um, Ian Gary was like, you know, he was even talking about how solid Shavkat is, la, la, la. But 
I don't know, man. I feel like I've seen we've seen Ian get cracked, right? Our homie Gabe Green cracked him. He's been he got cracked in his very first fight in the UFC. He's been cracked, and I just feel like Jeff Neal, especially he's being southpaw, he's so it's gonna be a little different. But Jeff Neal puts people out, bro. He puts people to sleep, and I feel like because of the whole he's the dark horse, no one really knows him, no one's talking about him. I think that he's getting downplayed a little bit. I really, I do see us. I think Jeff Neal. This is a crazy choice right here, but I think Jeff Neal is gonna get a finish in this fight. I feel like there's a lot of. Um, I think Ian Gary is doing a facade in the sense of he's showing that he really is handling all the, the the hate and stuff like that. Like it's just like whatever to him. Even though he has expressed like that, it it irritates him with like you know the wife and the kids, which I agree. No one should be bringing that stuff up. It's not your family. Who cares what's happening? Um, but I don't know. I don't know if he's handling it as well as he's saying he is. And there's a lot of pressure. He went from people cheering, right, every time he walked out to, I was there at the weigh-in, every single time he, uh, even at the press conference and then at the weigh-in, when he steps out, it is only booze. There is not a cheer in the freaking arena. It is crazy. Um, he went from being, I guess, loved by people um, to now he's not liked by people, so... I don't know. We'll see how that handles. I think all that pressure, everything's going to get to him, and it will be a learning curve. Do I think he has the potential to be a champion? Um, I think we need to see him fight a, for a real strong grappler before I can say that. Striking-wise, he has all the potential. Um, but I do see Jeff Neal finishing this fight for some reason. I I, I know I'm I, I, two finishes in a row, right, by two people that, like Henry Cejudo getting a finish on Marab is crazy. I don't know. I just feel it. Jeff Neal finishing Ian Marshado Gary. I just feel it. I don't know why. This fight, you guys might go crazy on me too. I don't think I have. I have literally never, ever, ever, ever gone against Robert Whitaker. Okay? But on the flip side. I know a lot of people don't like Paulo, but I've been a fan of Paulo since he came into the UFC. I remember when he was fighting uh, Bambuske or something like that. I actually met Paulo in Arizona at Fight Ready because that's where one of my friend trains at. So when I was out there and I was actually training a lot, I went and trained there when I was staying out there. And Paulo was there with Leoto, super cool dude. He could barely speak English at the time, but super cool dude um hella nice and i've always been a fan of him because my last name is acosta he has costa it's close you know what i'm saying like so i don't know i don't know why i literally texted the homie david like two nights ago and i was like i don't know why but i just have this feeling that costa is gonna beat robert whitaker um Robert Whitaker has been in this game for so long, man, and he's fought so many people. I don't know why I'm. I don't know why, and it breaks my heart. But I just feel like I think he's might be hitting the age where it's gonna start going down. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I seen him. He lost to he lost to Duplessis, and Duplessis is obviously a huge, strong guy, right? He got rocked with the jab and got finished. Um, but I think people downplay Costa's seal because of he has kind of been annoying, right? And 
the shit talk. He lost to Izzy, who's one of the greatest middleweights we've ever seen. And his other loss was against Marvin Vittori, where he stepped up to light heavyweight, right? And But that was a fun fight and a close fight, man. It showed Apollo Costa's tough, bro. Um, the fight with Yaw Romero, like, I don't know. Like, I just think he's, he's a young dude, and he's had a lot of time off because he had some injuries, and all of his injuries are fixed. Robert Whitaker's been fighting, and then he got finished, right? And he's just been... He's been in the game for a minute, and I don't know. I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but I just feel like Costa's gonna win this fight. Um, I'm gonna go Costa, and I ain't gonna disrespect Robert Whitaker anymore because I already feel like I'm disrespecting him because I've never gone against him. So I'm definitely not gonna say if I. I don't want to say finish. It could happen, but I'm just gonna go Costa by decision. Um, his cardio's there. He's always had cardio, and to go f- like a hundred percent. And, uh, yeah, that's a hard fight for me to pick, man. But anyways, last fight, we got Alexander Volkanovsky versus Ilya Taporia. Ilya Taporia, super confident, almost too much. And then, like, another guy that's trying to copy, uh, I liked it because Volkanovsky called it out. He's trying to copy the Connor stuff just like so much, right? He even has like almost the same tattoos on his back. He's talking the same. He ran and grabbed his belt. Like he's trying to do all the same stuff. I think what I think the belt thing was almost because people all week have been telling him how similar he is to Connor and like the way that he's he him and Connor's rise is exactly the same. The record's exactly the same. So I think he's trying to co- he tried to copy Connor's like belt thing too. Like I don't know, bro, but like I feel like at the weigh-ins and at the press conference, like, because he gets a bunch bunch of booze as well. Like, he takes it to heart. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he he might be in a little, he might be going into this fight a little too amped, a little in over his head. I feel, I, it, I feel like it's crazy that the odds are this close. Because, like, look at the track records of these guys, right? Ilya's beating tough people. His last fight was Josh Emmett. The fight before that was um, Bryce Mitchell. Okay. Volkanovski's Islam's twice. Yeah, he got head kicked, knocked out. Not even full knocked out. TKO'd by Islam, who is the greatest. I think he's ranked number one or whatever. And um, a whole weight class up. Islam's huge. Right, He's a huge dude. Um the fight before that was a really fun and close fight. He beat Yair. He beat Max three times. He's beat everybody. Brian Ortega. He beat all these guys in this featherweight division. Ilya Taporia has a win over Josh Emmett and Bryce Mitchell to get to the position where he's at, right? He's talking about knocking out Volkanovski. I mean, if you look at it, Ilya Taporia has knocked out Jai Herbert. Who was a lower ranked fighter who had been finished, you know, not, I don't even want to say he's been finished all the time, but okay, that was a good one. And then he, he beat, he knocked out, uh, the jujitsu guy, forget his name, um, Ryan Hall. Those are his two, not, uh, those are the knockouts he has. So it's like, I just don't see how he sees that he couldn't knock out Emmett, who I feel like Volkanovsky is like a, a good amount of levels above Emmett, um, he couldn't knock him out. He couldn't even knock out Bryce Mitchell. Like, why? I don't know why he has in his head he's going to 
knock out Volkanovski. Volkanovski has shown, he, I mean, he's the, one of the best strikers. And like I said earlier, he fought Max. And Max is a, look, when I saw Max in person, and I've seen Volk in person already because I saw him fight Yair in person, uh, Max is a huge dude whose striking is insane, way taller, um, which it will be different, right? Because Ilya is not crazy, like, way taller than him or anything like that. So it is a different fight, but... I don't know. I feel like what we're going to see a lot in this is Alexander Volkanovsky going back to Max Holloway won that fight. Or, yeah, I think it was one with the leg kicks. I think we're going to see Volkanovsky use his leg kicks a lot, and it's going to slow down Ilya. Um, Ilya, I feel like he's, those first couple rounds, he's going to come out like like the Matador, right? This is, I think is his nickname. Come out crazy, crazy fast. He really believes that he's going to knock out Volkanovski. Um, and I think it's going to allow Volk to, who has some of the best footwork in the UFC, granted, some of the best striking. He's going to use that. He's going to uh, chop down those legs. And then I think we're going to see it later on. He's just going to put a, apply the pressure on Ilya Taporia. And it's going to be something that Ilya hasn't felt before. All the guys that he's fought, like Josh Emmett, yeah, he's a powerful punch. He's a good striker, but he's not really like, he's not like Volk. Um, so I see Volk, you know, actually finishing this fight. I know I keep, almost every fight is like a finish, but I do see him finishing this fight like round three or round four later on. I know Volk's saying two, but I think I think Ilya can last two. I think we're going to see Volk finish three or four. But yeah, that, that's my picks. We'll go over them again real quick. We got Anthony Hernandez versus Roman Kopolayev. Kopolov. I got Anthony Hernandez. I think it's going to be a three-round three round war, and I think he's going to come out on top um, going with Fluffy. We got Marab. We got Marab Philly versus Henry Cejudo. I like them both. I won't be mad if either of them win, but I do see Henry Cejudo winning this fight, and I know it's crazy, but I think we're going to see Henry Cejudo get a stoppage in this fight I, th I really do I don't know why but I'm just feeling it we got Jeff Neal versus Ian Machado Gary both very good Ian striking is insane Jeff Neal is slept on though and I feel like he is slept on I feel like Ian Machado might sleep on Ian, uh, Jeff Neal's left hand and like I said we've seen Neal we've seen uh, Machado get cracked in every fight almost in every fight I should say and Jeff Neal, if he's cracking, you're sleeping. So I think we're going to see Jeff Neal get that finish. Robert Whitaker, Robert Whitaker, Paulo Casa. This fight's hard for me. Been such a huge fan of both, but literally never gone against Robert Whitaker. I literally have never gone against Paulo Costa. But I do think we're going to see Paulo Costa get a decision win in this fight. And. Last but not least, Alexander, Volkano Alexander Volkanovsky versus Ilya Taporia. feel like Ilya is coming in super confident, as he should be. But I feel like he might be downplaying Volkanovsky a little bit. I feel like Volkanovsky is going to use those leg kicks, slow down Ilya, start wilting him. In rounds three or four, we're going to see Alexander Volkanovsky, the great finish Ilya Taporia, and retain his title. That's the episode this week. Please comment. Let me know who you think is going to win. Let me know if, you, if I'm wrong or not. Please go shop at Super Rare. Get some stuff on the site. And we out.